I'm Maria Bartiromo. I'm Greg Gutfeld. I'm Tammy Bruce. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Tuesday, June 21st, 2022. I'm John Saucier. The United States has provided billions of dollars worth of military equipment to Ukraine to try and fend off this Russian invasion. Yet, Russia is still making advances in Ukraine. So, did we give them the right stuff at the right time. I don't know why we haven't provided them earlier. I don't know why we haven't provided them faster. And I do not know why have we haven't provided provided the Ukrainians those systems in volume. This is the Fox News Rundown. War on Ukraine. There are a couple of key battles raging as we speak in Ukraine that could potentially determine the outcome of this very long-lasting war. The eastern portion of the country is where the fighting is focused on right now as Russia is trying to landlock Ukraine. Not only that, it looks like some Americans have been caught up in the war also. The MLRS, a multiple launch rocket system, primarily the U.S. system, is the most powerful rocket system in the world. We developed that a few years ago in the American military in a program we we called Assault Breaker. Our guest today is Lieutenant General Keith Kellogg, now retired from the Army, but he also served as a National Security Advisor to Vice President Mike Pence and now works with us as a Fox News contributor. And it was designed to beat the Soviets when the Soviets were still there and also the Warsaw Pact allies because traditionally, historically, the Russians have always been very good with artillery. It goes back to World War II. It's kind of, they'd use artillery to an extreme to help the advances of their infantry or their armor forces going forward. So we knew that. So wherever we ever to fight them in the European plains, we knew how to defeat them using that system. So when we created that system, it actually gave us range. It gave us a better range than Russians, better the lethality and better precision than any of the Russian systems. So now that we've gone to a, this conflict in the eastern part of Ukraine, and the Ukrainians have been asking, Zelensky's been asking for quite a while now, well over a month, month and a half, to get the MLRS system to him. And, he, and he's correcting that because he knows this will break the, the Russian offensive back of anything they've got because it's a great system out there. In fact, we the first time we used it, we used it in, in the first um, desert war in, um, uh, against Iraq, and we had 89 of those systems. In fact, the soldiers called it Steel Rain because it was it's such a powerful system when we used it there. Well, what we did, and this is, I think, unfortunate because I think it can actually negate the Russian advance, just recently, the the president, President Biden, said well, we're going to give him four, and then we're going to give him three more. So we're going to give him seven systems. But there's two systems of MLRS. I call the varsity and junior varsity system. The varsity system is a track, looks like a tank, a track version that's got 12 missile launchers on it. And the wheel version, the junior varsity, has six. Well, we gave him the junior varsity, the wheel version that's only got six missiles on it. So even if though we gave him seven systems, you know, that's, that's only 42 systems that are out there. Uh, when you've got it, and then you go to like the track versions, which have got 12 missiles, that's what you really want. And we've got a brigade of those sitting in uh, in Germany, uh, and we can apply, we could probably have moved those a lot earlier. I think that is the one defining system that if we give it to the Ukrainians, it would really change the battlefield. The second one is, and they've got their own system called the Neptune, which is an anti-ship missile. We're starting to give them some also of our anti-ship missiles, which will be very helpful to prevent them, the Russians, from coming in from the southern part near Odessa, uh, keeping the, their Black Sea fleet away from them. And those can range up to about 120 miles. And I think those are important as well. 
those are both of the critical systems, I think, that right now in the fight can make an impact. Their air systems, meaning the, the Russian systems and the Ukrainian systems, they're basically at a parity. And the air defense systems are starting to go in there right now, which helps. But the, those are the two systems that, if I said today, can can change the, the battlefield. Those are the two we should look at, and for the life of me, I don't know why we haven't provided them earlier. I don't know why we haven't provided them faster. And I do not know why we haven't provided provided the Ukrainians those systems in volume. Yeah, that's a big question here because there is a critical battle going on, as you mentioned, in the eastern portion of Ukraine in the severe Donetsk area. That Ukraine needs to be able to maintain control over or else Russia could finally have an upper hand in this war. So with these critical weapon systems finally be sent, being sent into Ukraine to target the Russian artillery that you were talking about there, do you think it's too little too late or can Ukraine still can maintain control of this? Right now, I tell you, it's a real I mean, you're on the uh, the razor's edge right now. I think uh, if they had come in earlier, I think there's no doubt it could have changed the balance. The problem is getting those systems now, getting them in theater, getting the people trained up. And, and the other one is, very candidly, not giving them the volume, the amount of systems that you need. I'm not sure that what we've given them can turn the tide. And I think the Russians will slowly keep using their artillery, which they use to great effect, and they don't really care who they target. They don't care if they target civilians or cities or they target anything that's out there. Uh, and I think it's a little, it may reach a point it's a little bit too late. The only reason why I think it has not changed, uh, the, the Russians have not succeeded so far, is I think that, that the, the Ukrainians are fighting valiantly. They're fighting for their homeland. They're fighting with everything they've got. But, but they're fighting with one hand, arm tied behind them. And, and my concern is that just by sheer numbers, which have a quality of all their own, is going to turn that tide. And then they're going to have to start fight on the second front because I don't think Putin is going to stop there. He's going to continue to move towards the Kyrgyzstan area and also Odessa. So this fight is far from over. Yeah, you mentioned Odessa. Putin's goal for a lot of this has been to landlock Ukraine. We already know what happened right. in Mariupol and the atrocities committed there. But Odessa, another key area of Ukraine as far as which way this war is going. Do you think Ukraine can hold Odessa or is Russia going to be able to take it much like they did with other port cities? Again, mentioned Mariupol. Well, they've got, I think they can hold if as long as they get the systems that, that we should be giving them. The reason for that is the geography. You know, for the Russians to get to Odessa, they've got to cross a significant river obstacle. And as long as they can push them back, and the, the Ukrainians are pushing them back uh, near uh, to, in the Kyrgyzstan area out there, uh, that they can hold that. And then I think they can push the, the Russians back. So it will take the Russians and other month to reconstitute their forces and push towards that area. I know they want to do it, but it's going to be very, very hard for them to uh, to get down towards the Kyrgyzstan and Mikhailov area uh, and, and then to have the combat power to, to push, uh, push over into Odessa. That's the reason why it was that second system I mentioned, because they would be helped, they, the Russians would be helped, if they could use the Black Sea fleet in their amphibious vehicles to actually do a penetration from the from the Black Sea, but the, you know when the Ukrainians sunk, sunk the Moskva, it sent a very clear message to the Russians that they cannot come up through that area 
And if they had that ability, the Russians, it would create a, an enormous problem for them, but they can't. So I think it's going to be over time, as long as they've got the, the correct systems, I think the Ukrainians can hold there, but they're still going to, you know, the, the Russians will still hold, as Zelensky said, about 20% of their territory right now, uh, which is a lot. And I don't know how this is going to end. Because I don't think Zelensky wants up to give up a single uh, inch of territory. So we'll have to see where this plays out. But it's got a few more months to play. Our guest today is former National Security Advisor to Vice President Mike Pence, retired Lieutenant General Keith Kellogg, with his insights into this war on Ukraine. You'll get more of them right after this. Right. And he said that exactly, too, that they will see no territory to Russia as the lines on this map move daily. And of course, we're tracking it. Our guest today is Lieutenant General Keith Kellogg, retired U.S. Army veteran, but also a former national security advisor to Vice President Mike Pence. So he's used to dealing with these big time issues. There has been a big issue that has just now popped up with this war in Ukraine. Reports of two U.S. military veterans who reportedly were fighting with the Ukrainians there. And now Russia claims that they've captured these men and a report from the kremlin on russian state media said that one of them may even face the death penalty uh, in the trial back in russia uh, i guess the excuse here was that these were americans so not ukrainians who traveled to the battlefront so the russian argument is after they're captured they're not protected under any sort of geneva convention for prisoners of war what have you heard about uh, the capture of these two men and what do you think may happen here Look, they're they're covered by the Geneva Convention. As long as they were in uniform, which apparently I've heard they were, fighting with Ukrainian forces, they should be given the same protection that the Ukrainian forces uh, would be given under the Geneva, under the law of land warfare. The trouble I've got is the Russians don't adhere to any of that. And I mean, look, they're already committing war crimes when they when they target civilians, when they use cluster munitions like they've done. And you saw what happened up to the north of Kiev in Bucha where they had uh, some atrocities there, the Russians really don't care. And it's all a show trial to them. That's what they're trying to do is, is that, well, you know, this is their Americans, therefore they're not covered by the Geneva Convention. Of course they are. As long as they were, you know, in, an, in a valid unit, uh, an organization, the Ukrainian military, as long as they were in uniform, uh, they should be accorded those rights. So it's really unfortunate. It's going to be interesting to see how uh, we try to get them out of there. But if they put them on trial uh, for war crimes or murder, whatever you want to call it, it it's a clear violation. And I, that's one of those. And we need to write that down in the book as something to remember going forward. But the Russians don't care. They, they've got no, the they've... way they believe, the way they fight is totally different from ours. Absolutely. And they've displayed that over and over again with these atrocities that we've seen and the number of civilian targets that have been hit with artillery and soldiers and so on and so forth. It is interesting, though, with Russia, because we've heard from Russia that these men may face the death penalty. But is that necessarily what Russia wants? I mean, it's not a great look when you're outright killing two Americans who are caught up in this war. Do you think that would threaten dragging the United States or maybe even more military assets further into the conflict if, in fact, that happens? Well, with this administration, no. I, I, don't I think this administration, to me, is sending a clear signal they would like it both ways. I mean, you know, they, what I mean by that is, you know, President Biden didn't want to give them the published jets, the 29 uh, MiG-29s that they had an opportunity to get. 
He's been very slow in providing them the uh, very lethal MLRS system. So I think he kind of wants it both ways. And I think they'll talk about it, but they won't do anything about it. So I don't think it's they're going to draw us any further in. What it's going to do is inflame the American people. And I think that the, the long-term damage will come between any type of relations that we have with the Russians for years to come because the American people won't forget this. But as to the administration's actions, you know, I think they're they're you know, they're just not decisive, and I don't think they're going to change with anything that happens to any American uh, going forward. And we're speaking today with Lieutenant General Keith Kellogg, U.S. Army, retired, current Fox News contributor and former National Security Advisor to Vice President Mike Pence. You had a book that came out last year, War by Other Means. I definitely recommend checking it out. It talks about his time working for the Trump administration, so he definitely knows what he's talking about here. And we appreciate some of your insights and spending some time with us today here on the Fox News Rundown War in Ukraine podcast. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. 